0: Let's pray. We're going to come to the Bible now and we'll pray. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word that you tell us to build our lives upon the rock, which is your words. And we ask now that you would help us to do that as we look at the Bible. Please be with us by your spirit, whether we are naught or a hundred or somewhere in between. Would you help us to understand more of your word by your spirit? Amen. Okay, now we are going to read this bit of the Bible together. We're not, we're not looking at Psalm 8. We had that as a kind of creation psalm to get us thinking about God's great creation. We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 14. And I would love it if you can find a Bible on your phone or in the pew in front of you. Turn to Acts chapter 14. And if someone can find a page number for me for the pew Bibles, that would be really helpful. You're going to need one. You're going to, I, I'm kind of looking at everyone that is able. Oh, 1109. 1109 for Acts chapter 14. And we're starting at verse 8. Because also, as you turn there, I want you to prepare yourselves. You're going to need to, um, I'm going to be calling on a few people to come and help me act out this story. As awkward as that sounds, that's what we're going to do, okay? And it will be fun. It will be fun, all right? So if one or two of you can can brave yourselves to come and help me when I say we need a volunteer, that would be brilliant. Acts chapter 14, beginning at verse 8 and the first person I need actually no, let's read the first verse so verse 8 says in Lystra, which is a place I don't know about there set a man who was lame he had been that way from birth and had never walked so first of all, I need someone who's willing to all you have to do is come and sit down here is that, is that a hand up? go on, I saw the hand up you, you, you volunteered, you're on well done this is like an auction house if you move, you're in <clears throat> So we've got a man who's been lame from birth. Okay, just come and sit down here. Well done, thank you very much. All right, there he is. A man, uh, how long had he been unable to walk? Did anyone spot that? Since birth. Okay, this is a big problem. Okay, verse nine. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Right, we need a Paul. Anyone? Anyone going to be a Paul? Yes, thank you in the middle there. Blue, blue yes, you. Well done. Up you come. Here's Paul. Excellent. Okay. Now, no, 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 Paul, you've got to stand up. Yep. Okay, Paul, you're going to look directly at this man here. Okay. So, here we go. Verse 9 continuing. Is everyone following in their Bibles? Paul looked directly at him. He saw that he had faith to be healed and called up, stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Amazing. At that, the man jumped up. Yay. Yay. That was a good jump, and began to walk. (laughs) Excellent, yeah, you can go and sit down. Well done, lame man, thank you. No, you've got to stay there, Paul. Okay, so, I was going to interview the lame man and ask him how he felt. He's gone, never mind. Okay, okay, I think probably he felt better. Right, verse 11, this is everyone. Um, So, you're going to need to 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 say this together in a moment. Um, So, you need to be the crowd for me. So, everyone in church is currently the crowd. Okay, I don't think, by the way, you know sometimes in the Gospels and in Acts, it says, the crowd said, and they say one sentence, I don't think in reality, every person joins together like they do on Monty Python, the life of Brian. Okay, old reference, sorry for kids. Um, But I think it's summarizing what was kind of said and thought at the time, all right? So you're going to be the crowd. Okay, so verse 11 Uh, When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, Brilliant. Brilliant. Uncanny, you all had the same thoughts. Did anyone say it in Lyconian language? Disappointed. Okay, verse 12, we need a Barnabas. Yeah, go on, thank you, you were first up in the red shirt, yep. Okay, verse 12, we need a Barnabas. Uh, Right, I'm just turning to it in my Bible, actually, because I'm worried I missed some stuff out in my my preparation. Um, Acts 14. We've got Barnabas and Paul here. Thank you very much. Okay. (laughs) Perfect, thanks. Okay. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they've just said, the gods have come down to us in human form. Verse 12. Oh, we also need a priest of Zeus. Can you be a priest of Zeus? Amazing. Priest of Zeus, receive your priestly garment. You can put that round your neck if you want. There we go. You, why don't you come and stand up on here so we can all see you. Amazing. Priest of Zeus, everybody. Uh, just in case worry, don't worry, this has context. Um, we're not going too far off track. Okay. So, Barnabas, wave Barnabas, that's Barnabas, they called Zeus, and Paul, they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, can you give us a wave? there we are, is the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought balls and wreaths. Have you got any balls and wreaths with you? Ah. Oh. Okay, we'll carry on. Um, it's all right, I wasn't really expecting it. The, it. brought balls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd, that's all of you, wanted to, sacrifice, uh, wanted to offer sacrifices to them, to Paul and Barnabas. So this is getting a bit weird, isn't it? reeds and balls to sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas. They look fairly ordinary to me. This is a bit odd. Okay, they want to worship these two people, it seems. Let's see what happens next. Verse 14, ready, Paul and Barnabas, this is your big moment, okay? I'll say your words for you, but if you want to repeat some of them, just go for your life, okay? So verse 14, when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of this, they tore their clothes. No, don't... (laughs) And they rushed out into the crowd. Go on, run down the aisle. There we go. They rushed out into the crowd shouting, friends. friends. Yes, why are you doing this? Why do you think- That's great. I'll read the rest because otherwise we'll be here all day. Um, <laughs> we too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news. Thumbs up. Telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. So they say they run out to you. Lot and they say, don't worship us. That's stupid. That's really stupid. We're just human. We're here to tell you to worship the real God, the one true God, the one who made heaven and earth and everything in it. He's the only one worth worshiping. Let's see what Paul and Barnabas say next. So, you can keep acting if you want, or you can just stand awkwardly. Either way is fine. In the past, he let all nations go their own way. I don't know how you're going to act this out. Yet he has not left himself without testimony. This is really cool. God has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. And even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. End of reading. I think we need to give a round of applause to our three actors here. Um, priest of Zeus, how, how did it feel being the priest? Good. Good. Excellent, thank you very much. Well done. Okay. Did you follow what was going on? The people in Lystra tried to worship Paul and Barnabas, two of Jesus' followers, because they healed a guy who couldn't walk. And maybe we think, well, that's a strange thing to do. What a weird thing to do. We'd never do something like that. Well, let's think more carefully. Can I have my second slide up? I want you to think about this question. What is your favourite thing in creation. Take 20 seconds to turn the person next to you, your favorite thing in creation. There you go. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm not going to go around asking because there's so many amazing things in creation. I've put up a few things that I love. Maybe you love some of those snow-topped snow mountains, hippos, just because why are they hippos? They're amazing. Tiny creatures with a really intricate sunset, you might have thought of something else as well. Creation is absolutely amazing. Did you notice um, what Paul said in our reading about all that stuff that we find amazing in creation? To summarise, he said, look, God made it all. And so he said to the people in Lystra, that strange town, that were worshipping him, we are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from those worthless things to the living God who made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them. God made all those amazing things, the things that we love about creation. God made everything, so worship him. Not Paul, or Barnabas, or a mountain, or a sunset, or an elephant, or an ant. But God, who made all those things. So far, so straightforward. Okay, now, some of us might be thinking, okay, I believe God made it all. But, why should we worship him? After all, lots of people at our schools... Lots of people in our workplaces and maybe lots of people in our families don't worship God. Maybe some of us here don't. So why should we? That's quite an important question to think about. Why should we worship God? Okay, come with me on this. Next slide, please. Another question for you to discuss briefly. If I asked you what makes your heart sing or what fills your heart with joy... I wonder what you'd say. Again, I've put some suggestions up which give a little bit about me. Okay, you tell the person next to you the things that make your heart sing, that fill your heart with joy. Off you go. Okay. All right, I'm going to get I'm going to get three responses from you and see what we get. Let's let's uh, any anyone in the front row happy to say something that makes your heart sing? Actual singing. Singing, actual singing. Another suggestion, I'm going to people on the ends of rows here. Uh, yes, go on. Unicorn. What was that? Unicorns. Unicorns. Excellent. And one last suggestion, a happy child. A happy child. Lovely. And I think unicorns and happy children often go together. That's brilliant. Okay. I've put some things up there. I like singing. I like beer, curry, and sport. Those things genuinely make my heart sing. I love them. Um, we'll, have, we'll get rid of the thing just because otherwise we'll all be thinking about curry and beer. So that, and that wouldn't be good. But I'm now going to talk about these things because I don't know if you've noticed, you think about those things which make your heart sing. Think about food. It is so much better than it needs to be. Can I tell you about my favorite curry? Which is a chicken Rajasthani from the Panahar on Morland Road. It is so good. It's tomatoey based, it's very hot, and this is the bit that will blow you away. Didn't know you could do this in a curry. Little bits of lemon rind. Unbelievable. It just makes it so good. Okay, and every time I eat it, I, I just go, yes, it is so nice. Chicken Rajasthan. It's better than it needs to be. It makes my heart sing, and I love it. Maybe you've got some food that does that to you. Okay, think about relationships, all right? We might have said relationships, or children make our hearts sing, or, or our husband or wife or whoever it might be, a friend. Human relationships are experience of joy and security and love. There's so much deeper and richer than they need to be. They are wonderful. They, they, we have them and they make our hearts sing when they go well. Why do we need them like that? We have them. Okay, music. What music... Uh, what, uh, let, me, let me ask this question again. Why does music do what it does to us? Why does music do what it does to us? Hands up if you love music of any kind. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna name some different types of music and one of these might tick your box, okay? From Beethoven to brass bands, love a brass band, from Elgar to George Ezra, um, from Sondheim to Stormzy, from Mabel to Marla, okay? Anyone like Mabel or Marla? That's quite a different end of the spectrum, okay. Music does funny stuff to us. That music we love, it moves us, It it makes us cry. Sometimes it makes us laugh. It it transports us to a different place. Music does something to us. It makes our hearts sing. It is a wonderful gift. Why do we have these things in our world? This is so. If you've drifted off because I've been going on about things I love, come back to me now. Um, Why do we have these things in our world which make our hearts sing? I don't know if you've ever stopped to ask that question. Because if you think about it, scientists are very clever. They can explain how we experience those feelings. They can tell us about hormones released in our body, chemicals in our brains. But they don't explain why we feel those things. What is it that causes our bodies to produce those chemicals? Let's see what, again what Paul says in our story today. Verse 17. This is really interesting. Paul says in verse 17, Yet God has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their season. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. God has not left himself without testimony. He fills your hearts with joy. Those things that make our hearts sing, that fill our hearts with joy, they are a testimony, a witness, a massive sign from God pointing back to God so every time I tuck into a Rajasthani chicken from the Panahar I should worship God and say oh thank you God this is so much better than it needs to be and it's brilliant thank you or every time you see a sunset or a whale or an ant or a hippo or whatever bit of creation floats your boat you can go wow thank you God Every time you enjoy a cuddle or a hug with a member of your family or you get goosebumps because your friend says something really nice to you or you hold hands with the person you love and as some here will say, you get all the feels when you hold those hands. You can thank God and you can worship him. Or every time you put on your favourite song or your favourite piece of music or you're at a concert and you're in that happy place... And your heart sings as a result, you can worship God and say, Thank you, God. None of it needed to be like that. God has not left himself without testimony. Yet, of course, right? Around five billion or so people believe in some kind of God. That's a lot of people. But there are still a lot of people, particularly in our culture, who don't believe in God and don't worship God. So I want to quickly ask the question what happens when you take God out of your experience of the world? So we might go, yes, thank you, God. What if you take God out of that experience? Well, you still worship because we as human beings are wired to worship. But of course, what happens, instead of worshipping the real God, we worship something else. We worship stuff that God's made. And so a little bit like those people back in Lystra who tried to worship Paul and Barnabas, we start worshipping other things. Now, we don't sacrifice bulls or wreaths. But actually, think about the amount of time people sacrifice their entire lives in order to get money or power or experiences or whatever it might be. They worship created things, not the God who made every single thing. So, today, as we think about creation and harvest, I'd love you to remember what Paul says. Don't worship the stuff God made. Worship the God who made it all. And worship him with your whole life. And as we've been thinking about today, part of our worship of God is to take care of what he made. Protect it. Sustain it. Look after it. Why don't we just pray now briefly to our God who made everything. So Father, we thank you that you have given us so much. We thank you for all the things you made. And especially this morning for all the things which make our hearts sing. And we give you praise and worship for them now. Help us today and this week to worship you with our whole lives. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.